are now tuning in to the Mind Body Podcast, where you will go behind the scenes of how the mind of successful entrepreneurs, experts, and true leaders really works. Here you won't just listen, you will understand the guiding principles to create massive change in any area of your life. And of course, this podcast is hosted by the strong, lovely, with the sexy Jewish accent, Lidor Dayan. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mind Body Podcast. I'm Lidor Dayan, and in today's episode, I had the honor to speak with Don Watson. For those of you who might saw the documentary of Tony Robbins on Netflix, I'm Not Your Guru, there is one woman you will never forget there, which is Dawn. Since Dawn went to date with Destiny, she has inspired people worldwide with her story. She has been doing lectures and courses around Brazil, guiding people on their path of forgiveness and explaining how they can transform pain into power. The main thing I've learned from Dawn is that once you allow yourself to be fully naked, take full responsibility and ownership about your story, your pain, you will start to live a rich life and ultimately become the person you've been destined to be. So without further ado, let's begin the interview. Welcome to the Mind Body Podcast, Dawn Watson, right? Yes. Awesome. I'm so uh, grateful to have you here. And uh, so I would like you to start by introducing yourself, who you are and what you do in the world. Okay, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. My name is Dawn Watson. Um, maybe some people know me through the documentary, I'm Not Your Guru from Tony Robbins. And today I would say I am someone that has gone through a lot of pain and has learned to transform my pain into love And I feel like I am a healer in this world, helping people learn to transform their pain into love in so many different ways. And also learning how to, you know, because love is one of the biggest strengths. So wherever you have love, you also have your power. You also have your strength to go through life. So I guess I am someone that has gone through my own transformation. And today I help other people learn how to deal with their pain instead of draining them. Uh, and making them feel incapable or victims, I help them use that same pain to bring them power, to bring them love, to bring them everything they want to have in life. So I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the key, right? Because like when you start to actually give love to yourself, you can give love to others. And of course, you've been in points in your life that uh, you are not feeling loved either by yourself or by others. And how can you actually shift this? How can you actually shift your mindset into a mindset from a victim mindset to like, I can't change anything in my life and life events control me to I'm taking charge of my life and I'm going to figure out how to deal with everything and I'm going to win in life. Yes. Well, I really do feel it's a construction. Um, you know, I've come from a background of being a victim for many, many years. You know, I've gone through a lot of pain in my life. Um, and because I had walked a, a very long journey of pain, leaving a religious cult of so much mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical manipulation and abuse, coming out of a situation like that and trying to figure out, okay, what is life for me? How do I deal with all this pain that I'm carrying? And, you know, for so many years, I try to run away from that pain instead of, you know, understanding it inside of me. So 
so many years that I was feeling this pain, that I was going through so much pain and carrying it because we have no idea the density um, and the heaviness of pain that is stuck in you. It really makes you, uh, you know, stagnant. You can't walk. You can't, you can't really do anything in your life. You just feel stuck. And so I think everyone that is hearing this that knows what it is to carry pain inside of you for so long, it's almost unbearable. And so for so many years carrying that pain and not knowing how to get rid of it, not knowing how to get loose from it, we start living a story of this is how I'm going to have to be for the rest of my life. This is the life I'm going to have to have. And when you feel that and when you think that and when you live that, that's the that's when you enter into the victim of there is no way out. And when you lose hope, you lose everything. Because I feel like hope is what brings us and drives us and makes us fight and makes us strong and makes us keep going and makes us get up in the morning. But when you don't have that, when you really do believe that you are responsible for the pain that's stuck in you and you're going to have to carry it and you take that responsibility, then you also lose hope that you're you, you're going to be able to have the life of your dreams. You're going to be able to be free from that pain. You just, you don't believe in that anymore. And that's when you stay stuck. And I was stuck for a lot, you know, so, so many years. And I think finally when I understood, okay, wait a second, I'm holding this pain. What would life be if I didn't have to be holding onto this pain as my responsibility for the rest of my life? What would my life look like? And I remember, you know, when I started to ask myself those questions and I started feeling, oh my gosh, life would be so amazing if I didn't have to be so heavy, if I didn't have to hold on to this. And what if my life could be completely different? And, you know, independent of the pain that I went through in my past, it doesn't have to be my future. What if I can do something in my present that can make my future look a lot better than my past? And, and then I started discovering that the only way I could do that was to be willing to go through the pain so that I can figure out how I can release it inside me. And from running away from it, it only kept it more alive inside me. But if I could understand that pain, if I can dive into that pain, if I can look into all of the purposes and meanings of why that pain was in my life, and if I could learn to release it through forgiveness, if I could learn to release that pain inside me and say, you know what, you did that to me in the past, but that doesn't have to be my future. I can let you go. I don't have to keep on holding on to you. Um, you know, you could have, you robbed my childhood, but you are not going to rob my future. You're not going to rob my today. And, you know, I just started feeling like I can let go of this pain. And the only way to let go of this pain is to go through it. Like, uh, you know, pain is like a, a room inside of us that's filled with boxes mm -hmm. and it's like a storage room that, you know, our, when we storage pain inside of us, fill the boxes. And sometimes you need to go open that room, open all those boxes and just say, you know, this, this is, this is garbage. I don't need this anymore. And some you need, some you say, okay, this pain gave me strength. I'm going to use it as something that's going to drive me. So, okay, this stays here. But many of that storage room of the pain that we're, we're keeping inside of us is, is useless. And so when you finally do that cleaning and you clean that all out, then you understand, I have so much space in my life now to receive love. I have so much space in my life now to, to dream again. I have so much space now in my life to be able to start new relationships and start a new life. And, and, and then, you know, that's when you truly begin. And that's when I truly began to, um, 
believe and have hope again that in me there was still a there was still space for a new life you right. know and then the story changes and you you don't feel like I'm a victim and I have to live in my past like that forever. I have space now because I've let go of all these pain that has been blocking and, and clogging my whole house, my internal house. So here, uh, for, sorry for cutting you. Uh, if, uh, but many people, okay, have this pain, they have a reflection. You say like, okay, you got to have some sort of reflection about your pain so you can see progress in your life. But uh, many, many uh, people, including myself, were like, okay, I understand the pain, but I still get caught up in certain habits that I have because your e emotions, what you practice daily, it's going to become an habit, right? So how do you make sure that you switch those habits? Because what you did, you did for years, your emotional patterns, right? So how did you make sure that, okay, this is going to change, but it's going to last? And not just for one, two days, but I'm going to make sure that it's going to direct my life and my destiny to all new level. Yes. Well, you know, one thing that I truly do believe, and especially because I'm, I'm a lot in the area of taking care of yourself, loving yourself through the difficult moments in life. And sometimes life really isn't easy. It's not, you know, we go through a lot of difficult things that we're going to have to learn to deal with. And pain is always going to present itself in our lives. And I don't feel that, um, you're, you know, I think there's sometimes an illusion in this motivational world of I'm going to have a change in my life and I am never, ever going to feel sad again. I am never going to feel lazy again. I am never, you know, of this go, 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 which it can last a month, two months, but it's not something going to it's not going to be continuous in your life that you're always going to be on your high moments. I truly believe that life is made out of high and low moments and you learn and grow when you're in your high, but you transform when you're in your low. And so I really truly don't believe that sometimes in our low moments and our sad moments, it is something bad. And so for me, lasting change isn't always being on my high lasting change for me means learning how to master your high moments and learning how to master and love yourself through your low moments too. Mm -hmm. And both are equally important in our transformational journey that is continuous. It starts when we are born and it finishes when we die. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if you are very conscious of, okay, I'm on a path towards transformation and I'm consciously going to be aware of every cycle in life, both the high and both the low, and I'm going to learn and grow through both of them, then we have nothing to lose, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I truly feel like you need to just be very conscious through both of these cycles in your life. And I want to take you a little bit back uh, um, on Date with Destiny, because you've been there and you've been in the movie, and me myself as well, I've been in Date with Destiny at uh, 2016, which was an amazing experience, uh, life-changing, really, like, wow. So what was it uh, for you uh, before and uh, how uh, did it help you to have maybe, uh, be better tools in your life so you can actually uh, get a better uh, destination in life? Yes. So, you know, David Dessing definitely was a very, uh, you know, it was a huge mark in my life. It represented so much to me, um, but very different than most people think. Uh, when I went to date with destiny, I was in a moment in my life that I really felt like I didn't have that much hope yet. 
Um, I had gone through a lot of my own process of healing, but I just felt like I wish people could know what is inside of me. And I, and I wish I could just not be afraid of what people are going to think. I just need to let it out. Mm-hmm. And I was in that moment of just being very worried about what people are going to think. And I couldn't let that out. And it just, when we are not able to live in our truth, we really start entering into a very low, low moment of our lives. And I was in that low moment. I was in the, the verge of, you know, depression and suicide and really thinking, you know, my life is not worth it. If I can't live in my truth, I can't stand living lies anymore. And so, um, you know, I went to date with destiny. I had never really heard much about Tony Robbins. Um, I wasn't into any type of guru inspirational stuff at all. I had lived my whole life with gurus and, and leaders. And so Tony Robbins wasn't really someone that I would actually look for, but because I started listening to his audios and listening to some of his stuff on YouTube. I said, this guy, he really talks a language of the soul. And I like that. And I, and I, and I need to connect with him. I don't, I didn't know what, I didn't know how I didn't, I have no idea. I just knew I had to connect with him. So when I went to date with destiny, um, you know, for me, it was like, okay, what is this? You know, everybody jumping up and down and high five. And I was not in that mood at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the beginning, everybody was looking like this girl's, you know, she's in a bad mood. This girl is, she's, she's not happy. She's not clapping. She's not going, woo And I was like, this is, this is not for me. You know, I just want to connect with Tony. And, you know, throughout the, the days, finally, you know, when he, I just started seeing him work with people and I just saw how much he was a real person. Um, independent of all of the big Tony bah, the way he is, he also is a beautiful soul. And I, and I knew that he also had gone through pain and he was doing what he was doing today because of the journey that he went through in his own life of mastering his own pain. And I felt I need, I needed to talk to this man. So how everybody saw in the documentary when we had our moment when he said, you know, is anyone suicidal stand up? And I think it was the first time in my life I said, I'm going to stop hiding away from my condition. I'm, I'm not scared of what people are going to think anymore. I just need to stand up and own who I am, what I'm going through and my truth. Mm-hmm. And it was like in that moment, standing up there and talking to Tony, it was like everything disappeared. And I really felt like, um, it was just me and him in the room. There was no one else but me and him. And it, and I just knew that he could see past the words that could come out of my mouth. And in that moment, when I saw people from all over the world, everybody standing around me and everybody just, you know, um, sending love to me, it just gave me so much uh, hope that, wow, people from every country, from every different experience, when they saw me living in my truth, it was almost like my truth liberated them. And they just came and one by one just came and hugged me and, and sent so much love to me and said, you know, today your truth liberated my truth. I also went through this and this and this and this and uh, and I'm going to be free today and I'm going to love again and I'm going to forgive and I'm going to let go. And that day taught me one of the biggest lessons of my life because I always wanted to be able to help other people. And that day I understood that the biggest way you can help someone is by living in your integrity, in your truth. And when you live in your truth, you automatically liberate others to live in theirs. And I think there's nothing more, more powerful in life than not caring what people think and living in your truth. 
Yeah, you are so right about that. And this is so powerful thing that if anybody listen to this right now, because once you actually live your truth with your pain and you actually like uh, being able to be vulnerable and uh, share what you've been in life, all your pain. So when you are yourself and you not try to mock somebody else, because uh, I can tell from my own experience, I used to like, okay, I'm going to become like this and like this. So you try to model every single person that you see as successful, but unless you start to actually bet on yourself and be yourself and own your own story, right? Because you owned it, you owned it and you actually shared it with people, which is very, very difficult for many of us to to share those uh, pain, those like, oh my God moments, like how can I talk about this or this? But when you do it, your confidence rises to the top and you actually, oh, this is me, this is my identity, this is who I am. And this is what actually free people, I believe, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, like I always say, it's a funny uh, way to say it, but I always say it was, it's like you're in a room and you take off your clothes and you're so worried everyone's going to see you naked. But in the truth, when you do that, everyone is like, oh my gosh, I can be naked too. I can be okay because you know what? In the end, we all have scars. Underneath our clothes, we all have scars. And, and the truth is we're all scared to show it to someone else because we feel that we're the only one. But when everyone takes off their clothes and says, we're all the same, we all have our scars, we all carry our stories, and you know what, we're beautiful together, and, and you're not alone. That brings a sense of love, of community, of understanding, of forgiveness. There's only space for judgment to grow, there's only space for shame to grow when you're not willing to show when you're not willing to, 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 to open up and talk and, you know, take away all the secrets because the secrets is where the pain will stay and it will continue to grow. And you'll be in the illusion that you're the only one going through that when the truth is you're not. Mm-hmm. Everyone is going through it, you know. So um, that, that, that moment made a sense where everyone felt like family. Yeah. Everyone felt loved, appreciated, and seen. Um, and everyone felt, okay, we can do this together. Everyone found hope and faith again that we can heal all together. So that was very powerful. And I take that towards my life until today, I continue to live a very truthful um, and honest life, you know, and it's not easy, you know, because there is a price that we pay to live in our truth. And, you know, but there, there also is a price if you don't live in it. And that price is a lot worse and a lot heavier. So yeah, I guess, you know, today I'm able to help so many people worldwide after the documentary came out and it reached the world. Today, being able to do what I do, which is reaching out for women and men all over the world that have gone through traumas or gone through so much pain. And when they look to me, they say, you know, um, wow, you gave me hope that I can heal and that I can live in a place of my truth and I, and I can be able to love again and I can turn my pain into my power. Um, and to be able to be that beacon of hope to other people is truly everything to me. And I finally read what I always wanted to do. That's amazing. And, and I know that uh, you know a little bit further than just like right now when you look and you talk with somebody, you actually learned it from uh, Tony Robbins and Chloe Madonna's uh, training program, right? Well, you know, I did the training programs, definitely. There are a lot of amazing um, 
you know, things that I did learn from the program. But to be very honest, in what I do today, I really dive a lot into my process of how do I, how did I viscerally go through my own pain and how did I, how can I today help others? Um, and so I have, I haven't really merged much into the coaching worlds, to be very honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's great, but to me, I work a lot more in the mentoring and healing process, which I believe is very important, especially in people that have gone through severe traumas, um, because there is a lot of more care, um, in that process. So I, I am very thankful for all the trainings that I did have with Chloe Madonna's and Tony Robbins. And I think there's a lot of great things there that I can use. But a lot of my work today is truly, you know, uh, 80% based on how I documented my own process of healing um, and how I can now help others through that process too. So if we take from your own experience with so many people that you've uh, have the privilege to, to talk with, so what are you actually doing for, for example, for people that listen right now and not uh, have the chance to see you in person and they have been through some traumas, what is uh, some of uh, maybe tips that you can give them that can actually help them to start to make a, a shift or a change? Yes. Well... You know, I, one thing I would love to be able to say and share with people is that there, you know, always is a way back home. And when I say that home to me is a, is a safe place that we all have within us, that there is so much strength and there is so much love and there's so much joy. It's a place, you know, whenever you come back home from a long time that you've not been home, it, you know that feeling when you come back home and you're like, oh, there's no place like home and you just feel safe and you just feel complete. That's how we can feel within ourselves. But when we have gone through trauma and we've gone through a lot of pain, it's almost like we have become a visitor in our own home. Or many times, you know, we, we can't even find our way back. We feel like we've become so lost and we've become someone completely different than who we really are. And it's that feeling of, will I ever find my way back home? And I think the first thing I just want to say is there is always a way. We have to truly know and believe that independent of your story, independent of the pain you've gone through, there is a way back home. And the beginning of that way coming back home is first stop running away from that pain. Because the more, you know, a wound is hidden away, the more it continues to grow and amplify and start to infect more and more of you, of your joy, of your relationships, of your life. A wound can only heal when you expose it to the light, when you wash it with water. And many times our tears are that water that we need you to cry. We need to let it go. We need to heal that wound. We need to open it up. We need to understand why it's there. We need to write about it. A lot of the things that helped me was truly not running away from my pain, but saying, okay, this is the pain. Let me write it down. Let me write down why did, it, why did I go through that. Why, why is this hurting so much? And how can I begin to heal it? And just the fact of exposing it to the light, exposing it to your truth, exposing it and talking about it and letting it leave you, it will start slowly to find its purpose and be able to release itself from you. Because, you know, suffering to me is when pain is stuck inside you. When you release that pain, there's no more place for suffering and there is then space for new beginnings. 
So I think what I would say to everyone that has gone through a lot of pain is don't run from it. Start diving into it, but with a very conscious and open um, mindset as in, okay, I want to heal you. So to heal a wound, hiding it is not going to heal it. Putting it into the light, you know, letting the water cleanse it, and then it will become a scar. And then when it becomes a scar, then you, it's the living, you know, a scar is a living proof of our capacity to heal. And so we all have that same capacity to heal our wounds. We, we don't need anyone else. We just need to dive into that, mm-hmm. you know, into that space within us. Yes. And so open up, let it, let our wounds uh, find uh, healing waters, let the wounds find uh, air so we can breathe. And you'll begin your process towards healing when you stop being so afraid from it and running away from it. And then you are 50% Of your healing process yeah that's amazing and I know that you uh, have a new book coming up right in English too yes it is out already so I my saw. book in Portuguese um, here in Brazil we have it in all the bookstores already wow. my book English that is called my journey back home is already on Amazon so if you put my journey back home Don Watson you will find it on Amazon online already and It's yeah, amazing. so it's really, my book is really my whole journey of how did I effectively find my way back home. Yeah, I believe we all have a journey, a different uh, journey, but we're all here to inspire and grow. So when we grow, we can have and, and help other people's uh, light and like actually uh, have uh, own their true identity. So uh, when we allow ourselves to be ourselves, then it's allow others to also be vulnerable and say, You know what me too and I, I felt that too so uh, I want to thank you so much for the time and the last question before we uh, finish the interview is what would be the legacy you would like to live uh, long after you won't be here I would love people to always remember um, and to, to, to always know that okay what I've been saying all these days is you know you There is a way back home and I've and I and someone lived one day and had gone through huge amounts of pain and love won in the end you know I think after the community so many of my friends took their away their lives and I promised myself that I would be different and I would do it different and love would win pain wouldn't win love would win and so I just hope to leave the legacy of many people choosing love and instead of pain instead of, of instead of taking away their lives and so people would always look at me as hope even if I'm here or when I'm gone um, I can be that hope just like someday you know people like Mother Teresa or like Gandhi or some people that inspire me so much they leave hope and whenever we think of them we find our strength again so I, I want to be able to be that person whenever people think of me they find their strength again to continue and what about your love did you find your soulmate? Well, I didn't find my soulmate yet, ah. but I've definitely found um, someone, you know, a, a very special in my life. And I've most of all, independent of, you know, the soulmates, I found love for myself. Um, and I stopped finding, you know, trying to scare and get scared away from love or, you know, not open my doors to love. Today, my door is always open to love and... You know and I'm really happy that I had conquered that 
you know, that place and that space in my life and continue to grow in that area for sure. But, um, but yeah, I'm very happy because it's one more area of my life that now I feel open and free um, to receive it. And whenever God is going to bring the beautiful soulmate, um, I'm definitely with my arms wide open. Awesome. So where can we find you? So people so, can see. Uh, sorry? Where can we find you so people can find uh, find you, your site, your social media? Yes, well, right now uh, I have donwatson.com.br. That's my Brazilian website, and there is a little link to the English page. But we will be working on it soon, soon, so we can have the, the full English page up online. Mm -hmm. uh, right now we have most of the in, in, in Portuguese, but you can also follow me on Instagram. Um, you know, if you put there Don Watson official, uh, you'll find me on Instagram and there I'm always posting new things and videos and on my YouTube channel also, Don Watson. How you find balance? Because uh, it's kind of the same, like uh, I'm, I'm coming from Israel. So uh, I have like, okay, I have that uh, my heart is like, I, I got to produce all the contents and show with uh, my country because I'm Jewish and I want to help my country as well. But on the other side, I want to become a very big leader and I want to show it with the world as well. That's why I'm doing the podcast. So um, do you find some sort of balance? Because you as well do it in two, uh, uh, two languages. So sometimes like uh, you get like here and then there. So it's kind of like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's difficult. I can tell you. Whenever I do yeah. an English video, I have everybody translate it. And then when <laughs> yes. I do it in Portuguese, they get mad at me because it's in, yeah, you know, in Portuguese. <laughs> so I guess, you know, it's difficult, but you got to just try to do what you can. Yeah. Sometimes I, inspired, I'll do it in English. Sometimes I'll do it in Portuguese. And, I tell them know. just to learn English. <laughs> yeah, right. They want me to translate them every single uh, episode. It's like it's 40 minutes. Right? I can't translate everything. So I try to make like highlights so they can actually understand. Yeah. yeah. It's difficult, but you know, we got to do the best we can with what we have. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. Thank you so much, Don, for your time. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, I really wish you, you the best and keep doing what you're doing. You're amazing. So, and uh, thank you again. Thank you so much and good luck with everything in this podcast. Hope I can reach as many people as possible. If you enjoyed this interview or any other one from the Mind Body Podcast, feel free to subscribe to my podcast at iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, and at my YouTube channel. Also, feel free to share this podcast on Instagram by tagging the Mind Body Podcast. Do you want to be a part of the Mind Body podcast? So remember the FAST factor. The FAST factor stands for 1. Facebook. Become a part of the Mind Body podcast community by joining our Facebook community just by searching on Facebook the Mind Body podcast community. Number 2. Act. Don't just be a passive listener. Act upon what you've just learned by applying one simple thing from any episode or interview. 3. Subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or if you're visual like me, then just search the Mind Body Podcast on YouTube. And number 4. Train others. Because just like I always say, 
Leaders create leaders and you're all here to grow together and by training others you're training yourself. So this is the fast factor. Remember it. Facebook, act, subscribe and train others. Oh, and please feel free to leave a review which will engage all your VAC senses. And the VAC senses stands for visual, auditory and kinesthetic, which when you use all the three combined, you remember stuff much better. For more information about my coaching, public speaking and taking your mind and body to all new levels, check my site at lidodayan.com. Till then, never, ever! Forget to smile. See you soon.